Blog Talk Radio. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Sound the alarm of my holy mountain. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Sound the Me reempujaste 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord, God Almighty. That's right. He holds the the universe. Praise Jesus. Welcome to the Lord's Hour, my brothers and sisters. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. Message tonight will be good. Life before Jesus. Praise God. Is Sister Estrella there? Hallelujah. I'm waiting for Sister Estrella. God bless you, sister. Thank you. First, as always, we're going to start with a prayer of repentance. God Almighty, Lord, Jesus, forgive us, Lord. We repent, Jesus, cleanse us, purify our heart, mind, and soul, Jesus. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, Lord. We repent. We repent, Jesus, mighty Jesus, cleanse us, Lord. Cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, take charge of our protection. Jesus, cover us with your blood. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into this place. You're welcome into this place. Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we praise you, we honor, we give you the honor and the glory to you always. You deserve, hallelujah, to be praised. You're the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty King, hallelujah. We praise you, Father God. We adore you. We love you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you give us every single day of our life, every second, every minute, Jesus, because you think about us. Every day, Lord, every second, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for being there for all of us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for interceding for us, Jesus, because you are there always, always there helping us. Holy Spirit, you help us so much. We praise you, and I ask you, hallelujah, that you will ministry, minister tonight and touch their hearts. Lord Jesus, you speak, Lord. Ministry to your people tonight. Touch their mind, touch their soul, their heart. Hallelujah. Give me the right words. Lord Jesus, help me, Lord. I'm in your hands, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for everything, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Praise God. Thank you for listening to the Word of God. Amen. Bienvenidos por escuchar la palabra del Señor. Bendecido el Señor. Amen. Praise God. So what then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means Romans 7, verse 7. ¿Qué pues diremos? Que la ley es pecado de ninguna manera. Romanos capítulo 7. Romans 7, 7. Romanos capítulo 7. ¿Qué? Pues diremos, pues la ley es pecado. ¿Qué pues diremos? That the law is sin. That the law is sin. That es la ley pecado. Hallelujah. By no means. So what is a proper Christian view of the law. 
en ninguna manera cuál es la visión apropiada del cristiano en cuanto a la ley. The law is holy. Praise God. La ley es santa. Gloria a Dios. And the commandment is holy and righteous in God. Y los mandamientos son santos en el Señor y buenos. The law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Praise God. La ley es justa y santa y los mandamientos son santos. Romans 7, verse 12. Romanos 7, capítulo 7, verso 12. The commandments were given by God himself. Los mandamientos fueron dados por el Señor mismo. They reflect his character. Hallelujah. Reflejan el carácter de Dios. They laid out for us a way of life that is holy and righteous and good. Nos enseñan un camino que es recto, santo y muy bueno. Hallelujah. When God gave the law, he gave a good gift. To his people. Praise God. Cuando Dios dio la ley, él dio algo bueno a su gente, a su pueblo, a su iglesia. Think of what a marvelous world this will be if everyone kept the law of God. Piensen por un momento qué maravilloso sería este mundo en el cual vivimos si todo el mundo mantuviese los, las leyes de Dios, los mandamientos. What a marvelous city, Chicago, or the whole world will be if everyone obeyed the law. Qué maravilloso fuera este estado de Chicago y todos los otros estados si solo obedeciéramos la ley de Dios. You shall not murder. No matarás. How marvelous it will be. To do business in this city, hallelujah, if everyone you did business with spoke the truth. Qué maravilloso fuera hacer negocio en esta ciudad de Chicago si todo el mundo hablara la verdad, fuera honesto. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Toda la verdad y nada más que la verdad. The law is good. La ley es buena. Hallelujah. Paul identifies two particular ways in which the law is good. El apóstol Pablo identifica dos maneras en las cuales está hablando en, y nos deja saber que la ley es muy buena. The law is good because it reveals sin. Primero, la ley es buena porque revela el pecado. If it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. Si no fuera por la ley, yo no tuviera ningún pecado. Romans 7, verse 7. Romanos capítulo 7, I'm verso 7. I am thankful that the law of God has been written on tables of stone. Praise God. 
Yo estoy muy agradecida que las leyes hayan sido escritas en tablas de, de piedra. And that it does not change. Y no han cambiado. Aleluya. Thank God his law never changes. Su ley nunca nos ha cambiado, no ha cambiado. And he has told us what it is. Y él nos ha mostrado su ley como es. The law is good because it tells us what a righteous life looks like. La ley es buena porque nos dice, nos enseña lo que es una vida justa, recta. Nobody wants to go through life thinking you are getting it right. Nadie quiere atravesar la vida pensando meramente, esperé que lo estoy haciendo correctamente. And then at the last day to stand before God. Y después en el último día pararnos frente a Dios. And find out that you got it completely wrong. Y saber entonces en ese último tiempo de fin que lo hiciste equivocadamente. The law is good because it promised life. La ley es buena porque promete vida. The commandment that promised life, Romans 7, 7 verse 10. Romanos capítulo 7, verso 10. So here's a Bible story. Praise God. Aquí hay una historia que le voy a contar bíblica. The rich young ruler came to Jesus. El joven rico vino a Jesús. And asked what he had to do to inherit eternal life. Y él pregunta al Señor, ¿qué tengo que hacer para heredar la vida eterna? Jesus asking about the commandments. Jesús le preguntó acerca de los mandamientos. The rich young ruler recited them to Jesus. El joven rico se los recitó al Señor, o bien se los conocía, los mandamientos. Then Jesus said, y así entonces después Jesús le contestó. Do this and you will live in Luke 10, verse 28. Y vivirás en Lucas 28. Fullness of life lies ahead for those who live according to all the commandments of God. Abundancia de vida tengo para ustedes, para todos los que viven de acuerdo a la ley y los mandamientos del Señor. Hallelujah, praise God. Bendecido el nombre de Jesús. The law is good. The ley law es, is good. La ley es buena. It reveals sin and it promises life. Revela, revela el pecado y promete vida y vida eterna. Tells us what God requires of us. Nos deja saber la ley, qué es lo que Dios requiere de cada uno de nosotros. It comes with a marvelous promise for those who kept it. 
viene con una maravillosa promesa para todos los que la mantienen. The law is not a pro is not the problem. La ley no es el problema. You know what the problem is? Or what the problem is? ¿Sabes cuál es el problema? ¿O cuál es el problema? Sin es problema. It is beyond any thought that profoundest analysis of sin. Es mucho más, um, va mucho más allá de toda ley de pecado. Hallelujah. It is beyond any thought that profoundest analysis of sin. Va mucho más allá de todo pensamiento. Pecado. Hallelujah. And of it, it is ways and it, it is results, which is to be found anywhere in the whole of Scripture. Repita eso, hermana. And of it is ways and it is results. En sus, en sus caminos son resueltos. Which is to be found. En los cuales tiene que ser encontrado. Anywhere in the whole of scripture. En todo el panorama. So what sin is? Entonces, es, ¿qué es pecado? Sin es much more than doing bad things. Pecado es mucho más que hacer cosas malas. Hallelujah. If you think of sin only in terms of actions. Si piensas en el pecado meramente en con acciones de acción. Hallelujah. Término de acciones. You have not yet understood it is nature. No has entendido la verdadera naturaleza. Sin is a power or impulse that by nature resides in our hearts. Es el pecado es algo que por naturaleza reside en nuestros corazones. Sin is power. Be careful. Mucho cuidado. This is the big truth, hallelujah, that was missed by the Pharisees. Esto fue lo que los fariseos les faltó. And it's missed by many people in church today. Y también es por eh, muchos de, en iglesias que no lo están viendo de esta forma. The Pharisees were committed to a immoral life ser entregado a una vida moral. They were very serious about avoiding sin. Eran muy serios en cuanto a evitar el pecado. The problem was that their definition of sin was limited to evil actions. El problema era que su eh, estado de ver el pecado era muy limitado a solo las acciones. Jesus told a story 
about a Pharisee who went to the temple to pray. Jesús dijo una historia del fariseo que fue al templo a orar. He could honestly say to God, él podía decir honestamente delante del Señor, I don't steal, yo no robo, and I give myself to prayer, prego la oración, I fast twice a week, ayuno dos veces por semana, I practice uh, generosity, practico la generosidad, I give 10% not only of my salary, but of everything that I get. Doy no solo el 10% de mi salario en diezmo, sino de todo lo que recibo. The rich young ruler was working with the same definition of sin. El joven rico estaba trabajando con el, la misma definición del pecado. He thought of sin simply in terms of actions. Él pensaba en el pecado por medio de acciones. What must I do to inherit eternal life? ¿Qué debo hacer para adquirir la vida eterna? Jesus said to him. Jesús le dijo. You know the commandments. De los mandamientos le dijo el Señor. He recited. He recited them. Se los recitó al Señor, él los conocía. Honor your father and mother, etc. Él le dijo, honra a tu padre y a tu madre. And then he said, y después le dijo, all these I have kept since my, since, since my youth. Todo yo estos mandamientos los he mantenido desde mi niñez. He was saying to Jesus. El joven rico le decía a Jesús. Le estaba diciendo a Jesús. I am committed to living a good moral life. Yo estoy dispuesto a vivir una vida moral. Exactly the same as the Pharisee in the temple. Igual que los fariseos en el templo. Hallelujah. When Paul looked look back at his earlier life. Cuando Pablo mira hacia atrás en sus días de principio. Before his conversion, he saw the same pattern. Antes de su conversión, él dio el mismo patrón de estilo de vida. Hallelujah. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Si alguno piensa que tiene de qué gloriarse en la carne, yo mucho más. Philippians 3, verse 4. Filipenses, capítulo 2, verso 4. As to righteousness under the law blameless. Hallelujah. As to righteousness. Filipenses 4. 
hallelujah, under the law blameless, 3 verse 6. Porque nada, uh, uh, Filipenses 4, Philippians 4, verse, chapter 4. Yeah, 3 verse 4, please. 3, 4, okay. Amados, yo tengo también de qué confiar en la carne. Si alguno piensa que tiene de qué co confiar en la carne, yo más. Aleluya. 3, verse 6. Y en cuanto a celo, perseguidor de la iglesia, en cuanto a la justicia que es en la ley, en Irreprensible. Praise God. Was I the kind of person who lied, cheated, and stole? Seré yo la tipo de persona que mienta, cheated, and stole. Robe engañe, y... mienta, engañe, y robe. The answer is no. I live a, a moral life. La respuesta es no. Yo debo de vivir una vida moral. But the next thing he says is very significant. Como que dice, es muy significante. Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Hallelujah. Pero cualquier ganancia, por cuanto nosotros somos la circuncisión de los que en espíritu servimos a Dios y nos gloriamos en Jesús, no tengo confianza en la carne, aunque yo tengo también de qué confiar en la carne, si alguno piensa que tiene de qué confiar en la carne, yo más. Being a moral person kept him from seeing his need of Jesus Christ. Siendo una persona moral, lo, lo mantuvo humillado ante los pies del Señor Jesucristo. His morality blinded him to his need. Su moralidad lo postró a sus rodillas delante del Señor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Brothers and sisters. Hermanos y hermanas. This is really important because in large measure Esto es muy importante porque in large measure we are people who are committed to a moral life. En grande escala nosotros somos personas que estamos viviendo una vida inmoral. We raise our children to live moral lives. Nos entrenábamos a nuestros hijos a vivir una vida recta y moral. And it is very hard for a moral person to, to grasp that he or she is a sinner. Y es muy difícil decirle a una persona moral que es un pecador. If you are a moral person, it will take a miracle of grace <laughs> for you to see the extent of your need before God. Si eres una persona recta y moral, 
te tomaría un milagro de Dios para que puedas entender y comprender tu pecado delante de Dios. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It began, it began with settling in your mind this truth from Romans 7. Esto comienza por eh, captar en tu mente lo que dice Romanos capítulo 7. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh my goodness. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I can feel his presence. The sin is more than wrong action. Hallelujah. Es más que una acción. To myself too, my brothers and sisters. We all sin. Yo me estoy predicando a mí misma, hermanos y hermanas. Todos pecamos. That sin is more than wrong action. El pecado es mucho más que una acción incorrecta o mala. This was crucial in the experience of the Apostle Paul. Lo vemos en la vida del Apóstol Pablo. If it had not been for the law, if it had not been for the law, hallelujah. Si no fuese por esa ley que Dios nos dejó, si no fuera por la ley de Dios, I will not have no sin. yo no hubiese pecado. I will not have no sin. Yo no, no supiéramos de pecado. No supiéramos de pecado. For I will not have known, hallelujah, what it is, to the bad If the law had not said, porque no tuviera conocimiento del pecado, si no hubiese una ley que me dijera que es pecado. You shall not covet, hallelujah, Romans 7, verse 7. Romanos capítulo 7, verso 7. The thing that got me, hallelujah, the thing a mí lo que me, me sobrecogió fueron los diez mandamientos. That is the one that says you should not covet. Ese es el que dice no codiciarás. The Ten Commandments was the one that changed my whole view of myself. Los diez mandamientos fueron los que me cambiaron mi perspectiva de mí mismo. Which was, I am a moral person. Lo que me dice que yo soy una persona moral. Why this command? ¿Por qué este mandamiento? Because the ten commandments actions, but to the desire. Porque los mandamientos son los que nos hablan de la acción, no solo de no los de pero de nuestros no. deseos. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's the one that speaks not to the actions, but to the desires. No de la que nos habla, no codiciando al deseo. Hallelujah. The Ten Commandments 
anticipates the teaching of Jesus, that all no. the commandment, hallelujah, go to the heart. Los diez mandamientos nos identifican con Jesús. Con la enseñanza de Jesús. Con la enseñanza de Jesús. That all the commandments go to the heart. Que todos los mandamientos van hacia el corazón. The sixth commandment says. El mandamiento número seis dice. Do not murder. No matarás. But Jesus traces that back to the roots of being angry with your brother in your heart. El Señor traza ese eh, mandamiento con las personas que están eh, rencorosas con su hermano o su hermana. No matarás. The seventh commandment says. Último mandamiento dice. Do not commit adultery. No cometerás adulterio. But Jesus traces this back to the to the roots of looking with lust in your heart. Pero Dios lo traza para las personas que miran con avaricia en su corazón. God is not simply looking at actions. He is looking at the heart. Él no solamente está mirando las acciones, está mirando el Señor el corazón de cada uno. Hallelujah. He's looking at your heart. Watch your heart. Él está mirando a tu corazón, lo que dice tu corazón. So Paul says, the Ten Commandments was the one that got me. Por eso dice mucho, los diez mandamientos fueron los que me sobrecogieron. Paul, Paul says it. Pablo dice esto. The Ten Commandments was the one that got me. Pablo nos dice, los diez mandamientos fueron los que me sobrecogieron. Because they showed me that I was working with the wrong definition of sin. Que me dejó saber que estaba caminando por el camino incorrecto de pecado. I have limited to the certain actions that I did not do. Estoy limitado a las acciones que yo no he hecho. There I was with my moral checklist. Hallelujah. ¿Qué ando yo con la lista? Thinking I was doing quite well. Pensando que estaba haciendo muy bien. I don't kill. Yo no mato. I have never um, murdered anyone. Nunca he matado a nadie. And I don't steal. No robo. I have never robbed a bank. Nunca he robado un banco. Then one day came face to face with the tenth commandment. Y un día encuentro cara a cara con los diez mandamientos. And when I saw that sin includes the impulses of the heart. Y cuando me di de cuenta y vi que el pecado implica las acciones del corazón. I could no longer regard myself 
as a moral person. I, I had imagined myself to be. Ya no me podía yo justificar y llamarme una persona moral sabiendo lo que había escuchado. Hallelujah, praise God. Sin is a power. Pecado tiene poder. It is an impulse of the heart that uh, gravitates towards what God forbids. Son impulsos del corazón que se ajustan a lo que Dios prohíbe. This impulse is in all of us by nature. Esto dice Pablo que está dentro de nosotros por naturaleza. That is what we need, hallelujah, saving from. We need Jesus. Por eso que necesitamos la salvación, necesitamos a Jesús, a Jesucristo necesitamos. Here is why I say that Romans 7 is one of the most important chapters in the Bible. Por eso es que yo les digo que el Romanos capítulo 7 es uno de los capítulos más importantes de toda la Biblia. If you are working with a limited def uh, definition of sin, si estás trabajando con un limitado entendimiento del pecado, you are not likely to come to Jesus. Lo más seguro es que no estés en la disposición de venir a Jesús. If you buy into the Pharisees, hallelujah, definition of sin, si entras en el caminar de los fariseos de pecado you will feel as they did that you do not need what Jesus offers tú vas a sentir igual que ellos que no necesitas lo que Jesús te está ofreciendo but when you see that sin is an impulse that resides in your heart pero cuando te das cuenta que el pecado es un pecado que reside dentro de tu corazón. You will begin to see why you need a savior. Vas a Hallelujah. comprender por qué necesitas a un salvador. So what sin does? Hallelujah. ¿Qué hace el pecado? Paul identifies three activities of sin. Listen carefully. El apóstol Pablo identifica tres áreas de pecado. Escuchen claramente. Sin produces, hallelujah. El pecado produce. Sin deceives. How do you understand that, Gloria? Sin deceives, hallelujah. Te engaña el pecado. And sin kills. El pecado engaña y mata. Sin produces, but sin seeking an opportunity through their commitment. El pecado produce una oportunidad. Hallelujah, but sin 
receiving an opportunity through the commandment produce in me all kinds of covetousness or covetousness. Romans 7, verse 8. Forgive me for that word. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Covetousness or covetousness. Codicia. The word produce, hallelujah, the word produce is important here. La palabra produce aquí es muy importante. Think about a fire throwing up flames. Piensa en un fuego que está despegando llamas de fuego. Or water bubbling up in a spring. Y está saliendo ligeramente. Think about a fountain producing water. Piensa en una fuente de agua que produce agua. That is what sin is like. Así es el pecado. It produces all kinds of desires. Todos de deseos. It is always throwing up new impulses and inclinations towards sin. Está de continuo produciendo ramas de pecado dentro de nosotros. We call these temptations. Llamamos a estas cosas las tentaciones. And it comes from within. Y vienen de muy adentro de nosotros. Each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own evil desire. Cada persona es tentada cuando es atraída por sus propias cupiscencias. The word God senses in James 1, verse 14. La palabra de Dios lo dice en Santiago 1, 14. This is the teaching of Jesus. Esto es un, 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 una foto de Jesús. Esto es lo que nos enseña. Una de las enseñanzas de Jesucristo. For, for from within, out of the heart of men, come evil thoughts. Pues dentro del corazón de los hombres vienen los malos pensamientos. Hallelujah. From your heart. Hello. Porque es que vienen del corazón, dígame. What is it? ¿Qué es? Sexual immorality. Sexo y inmoralidad. Dust. Hallelujah. Murder. Muerte. Adultery. Adulterio. Hallelujah. What else? Coveting. Wickedness. Maldad. Hallelujah. Envidia. Rencor. Celos. Deceit. Engaño. Sensuality. Sensualidad. Envy. Envidia. Slander. Uh, Pride. Orgullo. Foolishness. Sensatez. Hallelujah. All 
all these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Todas estas eh, emociones vienen de adentro y dañan y contaminan a la persona. Mark 721 verse 23. Marcos 7:21 versículo from the many evils, hallelujah, that are out there in the world. Por los muchos males que están allá afuera en este mundo. But if you, hallelujah, grasp what the Lord is saying here. Pero a lo mejor si entiendes lo que el Señor nos está diciendo aquí. You will see that the bigger problem is the impulse towards sin. Esto se inclina hacia el pecado. Hallelujah. That resides in your children's heart. As it res Hallelujah. As it resides in yours. Así como residen en el corazón nuestro, residen también en el corazón de nuestros hijos. Those moods. Hallelujah. Those tempers. Esos sentimientos, esos temperamentos. And those harmful things that you say. Esas cosas horribles, esas palabras que hablas. Where do they come from? ¿De dónde? ¿De dónde vienen? Come, hallelujah, they came from within. Vienen de muy adentro. The impulse to sin is produced from your own heart, from our heart. Los impulsos del pecado se producen del mismo corazón. Hallelujah, praise God. Sin deceives. El pecado nos engaña. For sin Seizing an opportunity through the commandments that seek me and through it kill me. Romans 7, verse 11. Romanos capítulo 7, verse 11. Hallelujah. Porque, porque el pecado tomando ocasión por el mandamiento me engañó y por él me mató. Mm-hmm. It killed you. It deceives you. Te mata, te engaña. It takes you, hallelujah, to the wrong things. Te lleva a las cosas equivocadas. This goes back to the Garden of Eden, when Eve said. Esto eh, regresa al huerto del Edén, cuando dijo Eva. The serpent deceived me. O la serpiente me engañó. Genesis 3, verse 13. Genesis, capítulo 13. Sin has, hallelujah, sin has an alert 
Every temptation holds out a promise of happiness. La tentación tiene un estado de, de, de pecado de, de robar la, la paz. Holds out a promise of happiness. That's right. It holds your peace. You're not happy anymore. Te roba el pecado, ya, no estás más contento. Feliz. It also brings you stress. También te trae mucho estrés. Anxiety. Ansiedad. Deceive. Pero el pecado engaña. It makes promises that it cannot keep. Hace muchas promesas de las cuales no puede mantener. It first starts with happiness. No todo el principio es color de rosa, felicidad. Oh, happiness, happiness, happiness. See, the devil deceives you. Mm, sí, el, el enemigo te engaña y todo el principio es mucha felicidad, alegría, alegría. But then after that, man, you feel like a rock just hit you. Pero después al poco tiempo, te vas a sentir como si te pegó una gran pedrada. It robs your peace. Te roba la paz. This is why you never, never stay away or keep away from Jesus. Y es por esto que nunca, pero nunca debes de mantenerte alejado de Jesús. Sin brings you consequences. El pecado nos trae muchas consecuencias. It could bring you consequences that it could make you cry later. Te puede traer consecuencias al grado que te hace llorar más adelante. It brings you consequences, hallelujah, of regret. Te trae consecuencias de... That it make you regret. De that you might think, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do it, I shouldn't done it. Te trae consecuencias de lamentarte, lamentarte al punto que, que, que vas a desear no haberlo cometido o haberlo hecho, ese pecado. Then when it happens, then you come into repentance and then you look for Jesus. Y después, ¿qué pasa? Vienes al arrepentimiento y nuevamente vienes a Jesús, buscas a Jesús. Hallelujah. You think it's too late, but it's never too late because God is merciful. Piensa que es muy tarde, pero no, no es muy tarde porque Jesús es muy misericordioso. Jesus is always there helping you. Even though, you know, even if you go, you go way too far. He still follows you and grabs you and brings you back. That's our Lord, Savior. Jesús está ahí, está siempre ahí buscándote, aunque te vayas muy lejos, corras muy lejos de él, él está ahí extendiéndote la mano y echándote eh, la mano para ayudarte y llamándote para que regreses a él. The devil could grab you, he could grab you there, grab you back, and it's, it's a fight there that you don't, you don't know, you don't know what happens in the spiritual, in the, in, in the spiritual warfare. El enemigo te puede coger, te puede coger mientras estás en esta vida de pecado y después viene a ser una gran guerra espiritual por tu alma. 
But thank Jesus, hallelujah. When you come into repentance and you come back to Jesus, Jesus is there for you and he protects you. Pero gloria a Dios, que Jesús siempre está ahí a tu lado. Y cuando te humillas y vienes a Jesús en un genuino arrepentimiento, Él está ahí para guardarte, cuidarte y protegerte. After you have been a backsliding to the Lord, and you come all, all beat up. Cuando te has descarriado y regresas al Señor nuevamente, todo lastimado y herido y golpeado, el Señor te recibe. He takes you back. Jesus takes you back because he is merciful. Él es misericordioso y él te toma de regreso en sus brazos y te abre y te extiende su mano y te ayuda. Do not fall into, the, into temptation. Do not fall. Do not be deceived by Satan. No caigas en tentaciones. No te dejes eh, caer, dejar caer en tentaciones y mucho menos ser engañado por el enemigo, el diablo. The Bible tells us that the, uh, uh, the devil is the father of all lies. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So sin deceives in the uh, prospect that it offers. El pecado engaña en la perspectiva del, de lo que ofrece. And in the outcome that it conceals. Y en el resultado que encierra. The prospect offered to Eve was. Lo que le ofreció a Eva fue. You shall be as God. Tú serás como Dios, le dijo a Eva. Why would you not want that? Mm-hmm. ¿Por qué será que no vas a desear eso? To be like the Lord of your own life. Ser como el Señor, el dueño de tu propia vida. Why would you want God running your life? Mm -hmm. That's what Satan says. Porque basta querer a Dios eh, rigiendo tu vida o gobernando tu vida es lo que Satanás te hace entender. When you can run it yourself. Cuando tú mismo la puedes gobernar. It is your life. Es tu vida. So you should be your own God. Tú debes de ser tu propio Dios, es lo que el enemigo te deja entender. Oh boy, you know, <laughs> no wonder why the Bible says, you know, that Satan is the father of all life. Hmm. Por eso es que dan la escritura a entender que Satanás es el autor de toda mentira. Padre de mentira. Taste the evil as well as the good and then you can make up your own mind. Vence el mal y te darás de cuenta. Hallelujah, and then you can make up your own mind and, and pursue what you choose. Y después te puedes determinar y hacer tus decisiones en lo que tú decidas escoger. That was the first temptation. Esa fue una de las primeras tentaciones. But when Eve tasted the evil, 
Cuando Eva probó el mal, she found that she had been what deceived. Se dio de cuenta que había sido engañado. She did not become God. No logró ser como Dios, como le habían dicho. Mm -mm. Oh, man. She became a sinner. Vino a ser una pecadora, más bien. Sin deceive in the prospect that it offers. El pecado engaña en el proceso de lo que se está ofreciendo. Then sin also deceives in the outcome that it conceals. El pecado también engaña en lo que te está presentando. The woman said to the serpent, la mujer le dijo a la serpiente, God said, dijo Dios, you should not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. No debes de comer. No debes de comer del árbol que está en medio del huerto del Edén. Y si no, has de morir. Genesis 3, verse 3. Hallelujah. Genesis capítulo 3, verso 3. Pero del fruto del árbol que está en medio del huerto, Dios dijo, no comerás de él, ni lo tocarás para que no muráis. Mm-hmm. But the serpent said, hallelujah. Pero la serpiente dijo, You will not surely die. De cierto no morirás. Verse, capítulo 3, verse 4. Genesis 3, verse 4. Sin conceal its own outcome. Conde su propio resultado. It closes your eyes to where it will lead you. Oh, yeah, that is so true. Te ciega para que no veas lo que hay detrás de lo que va a producir el pecado. The impulse or inclination, inclination of sin in you will produce these two deceptions. La inclinación hacia el pecado que hay dentro de ti va a producir estos dos resultados. If I do this, si lo haces, I will be happy. Seré temporalmente feliz. The prospect, if I do this, it will be okay. La prospectiva de hacer el pecado que piensas que estarás bien. Nothing bad will happen to me, the outcome. Nada, nada me va a pasar. Te dice el pecado el resultado. El pecado es fuertemente impuesto. Es 
El pecado es tan poderoso que te lleva a cometer ese pecado que luego te sientes muy culpable y miserable. It destroys life. Te destruye tu vida. How can you explain that? ¿Cómo es posible explicar esto? Why are we drawn to the same sins again and again? Porque somos atraídos una y otra vez al mismo y mismo pecado. Because sin deceives you over the prospect and over the outcome. Porque el pecado te engaña, te engaña de resultado. Sin kills. Y te mata. For sin seizing an opportunity through the uh, commandment deceive me and through it kill me. Romans 7, verse 11. Romanos capítulo 7, verso 11. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us. Porque el pecado tomando ocasión por el mandamiento me engañó y por él me mató. Mm-hmm. So what does sin do? Entonces, ¿qué es lo que hace el pecado? Kills you. Mata. Sin produces a disease and a kill. Pecado después de haber producido produce engaño y te mata. Sin sucks the life out of you. Pecado te, te, te saca la vida dentro de ti, de muy adentro de ti. It kills the ability to love and it deadens responsiveness towards God. Mata la habilidad de poder amar y tener comunión con Dios. Sin puts you in a position where your heart becomes dull. Pecado te pone en una posición donde ya eres es frío. Matthew 13, verse 15. Mateo, capítulo Aleluya, Mateo 13, verso 15. You come to church and are always hearing, but never understanding. Matthew 13, verse 14. De manera que se cumple en ellos la profecía de Isaías que dijo, de oídas y no entenderás, y viendo veis y no percibís. You honor God with your lips. That is you say the right things about him. Honras a Dios con tus labios cuando dices las cosas correctas de él. But your heart is far from him. Matthew 15, verse 8. Pero tu corazón está muy, muy, muy lejos del Señor. Mateo 13, 8. 15, 8. 15. Jesus said these things about the people who were the custodians of the law of God. El Señor dice estas cosas de los que son guardiantes del corazón. 
Hallelujah. Who were the custodian of the law of God? Los que son guardiantes de la ley de Dios. They were committed to living a moral life. Estaban dispuestos a vivir una vida moral. Sin es an impulse, hallelujah, of rebellion against God that lies within you. El pecado es la rebelión en contra de Dios que quiere morar dentro de cada uno de nosotros. It sucks the life out of you. Te saca la vida dentro de ti. It produces, it deceives, and it kills. Engaña y mata. Hallelujah. So where sin leads? Confusion. ¿A dónde te lleva el pecado? Confusion. Confusion. I do not understand. Hallelujah. I do not understand my own actions. Romans 7, verse 15. No entiendo mis propias acciones. Romanos capítulo 7. 7, verso 15. If all you have is the law, you will always be a mystery to yourself. Si todo lo que tienes es la ley, será un misterio para ti. You won't be able to make sense of what you do or why you do it. No podrás entender el por qué haces lo que haces y cómo lo haces. Paul said, wretched man that I am. Pablo dijo, miserable de mí, ¿quién me librará del cuerpo de la muerte? Who will deliver me from this body of death? Romans 7, verse 24. Romanos, capítulo 7, verso 24. ¿Quién, ¿Quién me librará del cuerpo de la muerte? Aleluya. De este cuerpo de muerte, Romanos 7, verso 24. If all you have is the law, si todo lo que tienes es la ley, if all you have is a sustained attempt at living a moral life, si todo lo que tienes es el sostén de vivir una vida justa, recta, the best you can hope for it's a life of confusion and frustration. Frustration. Lo menos que puedes desear es una vida de frustración. A sustained attempt at living a moral life. Sostener y vivir una vida moral. Can I change who you are? No puedes cambiar lo que eres. Becoming religions won't do it either. Ser religioso tampoco lo va a lograr. Praying, fasting, hallelujah, solitude. Orando y ayunando. Giving back to the community. Dando a tu comunidad. None of these things has the power to deal with this impulse of sin in you that produces, deceives, and kills. 
nada de estos pecados tienen el impulso para producir en ti para poder matar y engañar. Morality. Morality cannot be the answer. La moralidad no es meramente la respuesta. If we call people to morality but do not lead them to Christ, we lead them into confusion and frustration. Si dirigimos a la gente a la moralidad, simplemente a ser personas morales y no al conocimiento de la salvación en Cristo Jesús. Hallelujah. We lead them into confusion and, and frustration. Los guiamos en frustración y confusión. So the message, hallelujah, of the church to the, to the world must be more than a call to morality. El llamado de la iglesia debe ser muchos más que solo un llamado a moralidad. Calling lost people to a moral life is like telling a man who is dying of lung cancer to stop smoking. The damage is already done. De guiar a la persona simplemente a un camino moral es como guiar a un morimundo eh, que está muriendo eh, eh, de cigarrillo a dejar el, el vicio de cigarrillo, de cáncer. Y que le diga que pare de fumar y para qué si ya está, ya es muy tarde, ya el daño ya está hecho. I call to morality on its own will only lead people to the place of shame. Al llamar a las personas de la moralidad, a la santidad. Hallelujah. So a call to morality on its own will only lead people to the place of saying, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Como decía el apóstol Pablo, miserable de mí, ¿quién me librará de este cuerpo de la muerte? If the message of parents to our children, hallelujah, is simply a call to morality, we set them up for frustration and water that seeds of rebellion. Si el mensaje que le estamos dando a parents to our children, si el mensaje que le estamos dando a nuestros hijos es solamente de moralidad, los we va a dirigir los vamos a, 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 a dirigir a un camino de frustración. And water that seeds of rebellion. Y a rebelión. We have to explain this doctrine of indwelling sin. Tenemos que explicar esta doctrina del pecado que mora dentro de las personas. Produces the seeds and kills. How it is in them as it is in us. Como es dentro de ellos, así como es en nosotros. There's only one way to deal with this impulse to sin. Hay una sola forma de lidiar con este impulso de continuo al pecado. You have to become a new creation. Tienes que llegar a ser una nueva creación. 
You have to die and rise. Tienes que morir a ti y renacer en Cristo. That happens in this second marriage. When having died to the law, you are brought into a new and living union with Jesus Christ. Esto sucede como en un matrimonio. Mueres y vienes a ser nueva criatura en Cristo Jesús por medio del nuevo nacimiento. Hallelujah, richest man that I am. Miserable de mí que soy. Who will deliver me from this body of death? ¿Quién me librará de este cuerpo de muerte? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah, praise God. Gracias doy a Dios por nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Romans 7, 24, 20, 25, 25. Romanos capítulo 7, verso 25. Thank God that being a Christian is more, hallelujah, than a, hallelujah, than a sustained attempt to, uh, to living a moral life. Gracias a Dios que el ser cristiano es mucho más que vivir una vida moral. Thank God that being a Christian is much more than a hallelujah vaguely believing in Jesus and then going out to try harder. Gracias a Dios que el creer en nuestro Señor Jesucristo como cristiano es mucho más que salir vagamente a tratar de agradar a Dios con nuestros méritos. Thank God that being a Christian, hallelujah, is a living union in which the presence and the power of Jesus Christ comes to indwell you by the Holy Spirit. Gracias a Dios que vivir en Cristo Jesús es mucho más que poder. Hallelujah, the presence and the power of Jesus Christ comes to indwell you by the Holy Spirit. El poder del Señor viene a morar dentro de nosotros bajo el poder de su Espíritu Santo dentro de mí. To enable you to stand in this battle that you have within sin that resides within you. Para que puedas resistir toda tentación y todo pecado y toda prueba dentro de ti. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Gracias a Dios por el Espíritu Santo que es nuestro ayudador. He gives you a he, he gives us conviction of sin. Él nos da convicción del de pecado. Thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. Gracias, Señor Jesucristo. Gracias, Señor, por el Espíritu Santo que nos ha dado. You have seen that Jesus can forgive. Hallelujah. Tienes pecado, el Señor Jesucristo los puede perdonar. You have seen that Jesus can forgive what you have done, but you have not yet seen that he can change who you are. Praise God. Tienes pecado, puedes ver y entender que él puede y quiere cambiar lo que eres. You come to church faithfully, and each week you go out, hallelujah, 
why not go to attend this good moral life for another week? Vienes a la iglesia toda la semana fielmente y sales. Hallelujah, to attempt this good moral life for another week. Para, ten, para ser tentado nuevamente en esta se, semana entrante. What you experience on the inside is a great deal of confusion and a great deal of frustration. Lo que experimentas adentro es una gran forma de confusión y frustración. Will be the place where God will shine. Hallelujah. I'm praying that this hallelujah will be the place where God will sh will shine the light into your heart and you will begin to say que puedas llegar al lugar donde la luz de Cristo pueda brillar dentro de ti y puedas decir Ah, I see in a way that I never saw before. Estoy mirando en una forma que anteriormente no podía ver. I need a savior. Necesito un salvador. Not just a savior who I, hallelujah, vaguely believe in from afar. No un salvador que yo estuve creyendo por mucho tiempo vagamente y de lejos. A savior that is actually with me. Un salvador que está actualmente conmigo día a día. A savior who by the power of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, will work within me. Un salvador que con el poder del Espíritu Santo trabaja dentro de mí. Hallelujah, praise God. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Espíritu Santo, te adoramos. I praise you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost. What will we do without you, Holy Spirit? ¿Qué podemos hacer sin Espíritu Santo? Thank you, Father God, for the Holy Ghost. Gracias. Thank you so much. Señor Padre Celestial, gracias por... El Espíritu Santo, mi ayudador. I want to say to you tonight, hallelujah. Les quiero decir en esta noche. Jesus Christ is able to do for you. Jesucristo está dispuesto a hacer para ti. Hallelujah. What you cannot do for yourself lo que tú no puedes hacer por ti mismo. Come and confess to Christ tonight. Hallelujah. Ven y confiésate delante del Señor. That your best attempts to change on the outside can change what you are on the inside. Él puede cambiar lo que está por fuera, lo que está por dentro. Lo puede cambiar y hacerlo nueva criatura. Cast yourself on the mercy of Jesus Christ. Ven hacia la misericordia del Señor. Lánzate así hacia a recibir su misericordia. Ask him to bind you to himself. Pídele que te se ate a ti directamente, que pueda ser atado a tu corazón. 
to make you a new creation. Que te haga nueva criatura. And hope will begin for you and him tonight. Y esperanza tendrá tendrá hacia ti en esta noche. Come to Jesus and tell him. Ven a Jesús y decirle. I repent, Jesus, forgive me. Señor, me arrepiento, por favor, perdóname. Lord, forgive me for backsliding. Oh, Dios, perdóname, protégeme. Hallelujah, forgive me, Lord, for whatever sin you have done. Perdóname por todo pecado que he cometido, no importa qué pecado sea. And say, Lord, save me. Dígale, Señor, sálvame, Señor, sálvame. Here I am, Lord, I'm not worthy, Jesus. He aquí, aquí estoy, Señor, aunque soy indigno, aquí estoy. Take me back, Lord. Tómame nuevamente, nuevamente, recibeme hacia ti. Save me, Lord. Sálvame, Jesús, sálvame, Dios. Write my name in the book of life, Jesus. Escribe mi nombre en el libro de la vida. Have mercy on me, Jesus. Cordia, misericordia, clamo a ti a esta hora. I give you my heart, Jesus. Oh, te entrego mi corazón, te lo entrego en esta hora. Take it back, Lord. Tómalo nuevamente. Hallelujah, if you have been beating up because of Satan in the world. Si has sido lastimado y golpeado por Satanás y este mundo. Jesus is right there with big open arms. Hallelujah, stretching his arms towards you. El Señor está ahí con sus brazos extendidos hacia ti. Y te llama con sus brazos. And Jesus says, Hallelujah, welcome back, son or daughter. Y te dice, bienvenido nuevamente de regreso a casa. Bienvenido a casa. Hallelujah. Oh, I can feel the Lord. Jesus is there. Hallelujah to hug you because that's a merciful God. That's who Jesus is. He forgives. Hallelujah. Él es un Dios clemente, misericordioso, misericordioso, clemente, clemente. Él está ahí para recibirte. You know that Jesus prays for you in heaven. El Señor intercede. Sabes que el Señor intercede por ti en los cielos. He intercedes for you 24 seven. Intercede 24 horas al día, 7 días a la semana. Hallelujah. If you are one of them or one of those, hallelujah, lost the sheep. Oh, si eres uno de esos, ven a Jesús, ven, ven a Jesús en esta hora. Oh, the Lord have, hallelujah, reached you. 
with his tender, with his mercy, with his hallelujah, with his love, because that's who God is, my friend. That's who God is, God of love. Hallelujah. El Señor te extiende su mano de amor porque esto Él, Él es amor, amor, Él es Dios. Y Él extiende su mano de amor hacia ti en esta hora. He takes you back and He tells you repent and say no more. Te toma nuevamente y te dice ven, ven y no peques más. He tells you I love you. Even no matter what you have done, that yes, sin has been erased. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. El te dice, ven, ven. Tu pecado ha sido borrado, ha sido quitado. Ven. Nuevamente, ven. Tu pecado ha sido quitado y borrado. You may say, I'm not worthy, Lord. Puede que digas, no, no, pero es que no soy digno. But you know what? You're worthy for the Lord. Pero sabes, el Señor te llama y te dice que sí, eres digno de entrar y te extiende otra oportunidad. You know why? Hallelujah. Sabes por qué? Because He loves you. He created you. Porque Él te ama. Él, él es tu creador. Él te creó. You know, he makes mankind. Creador del hombre. He makes the universe, all the planets. Él es el creador de este universo, de todos los planetas. But when he was creating you, he was thinking about you. Cuando te creó a ti, pensaba, pensaba simplemente en ti. He gave his life for you. Él ha entregado su vida para ti, para que vengas a él. Hallelujah. He make mankind to be, hallelujah. His daughters, his sons, his friends. Pues él hizo el hombre para que fuera su amigo. Su íntimo amigo, él hizo el hombre para tener comunión con él. You may say, where have you been, Lord? Puede que te estés preguntando, pero ¿a dónde, a dónde ha estado, Señor, todo este tiempo? ¿A dónde? Been there all the time with you. It's just that you were far from him. Y él te dice, yo he estado aquí todo este tiempo, todo este tiempo he estado a tu lado, pero tú has estado muy lejos de mí. He loves you. Él te ama con amor eterno. He gave his life for you. Su vida la entregó por ti. And he's taking you back, hallelujah. Y en esta hora te estás recibiendo como su hijo y su hija. Aleluya. He's taking you back. Aleluya. Te recibe, te recibe, te recibe el Señor. Aleluya. 
Te recibo el Salvador. And he says, Welcome back, son or daughter. Y te dice, Bienvenido nuevamente. Bienvenido, hijo. Bienvenido a mi casa, hija. Bienvenida nuevamente. Bienvenido. And even get better. It gets better. Se pone mucho mejor. Hallelujah. It's calling you. It's calling you, hallelujah, to the big wedding, to the wedding, super wedding. Help the Lord. Se pone mejor, te está llamando a las bodas, a las bodas del Cordero. Te llama a entrar a las bodas del Cordero, que se aproxima muy prontamente. So you can sit in that big long table, hallelujah. Para que puedas sentarte en esa mesa que ha preparado para ti, en esa mesa grande y enorme, que tiene muchos invitados, te invitan a esta hora para que entres a estas bodas del Cordero. You know what else Jesus will do? Hallelujah. ¿Sabes qué más? Quiero hacerle el Señor. Oh, this is our God. He's a, he's a serving, also serving God. He came here to teach us how to serve. Él es un Dios que sirve y nos vino a enseñar a servir. He will serve you. Hallelujah, the big table. Oh, qué lindo. ¿Qué más hará? Él, él mismo te va a servir en esa mesa. Cuando llegues a la boda del Cordero, Él será el que te va a servir. Él vino a servir y Él quiere servir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God and He'll tell you. Son or daughter, he'll hug you. Y después te dirá, hijo, hija, y después te va a dar un gran abrazo de bienvenida. De bienvenida a las bodas del Cordero. He'll say, welcome, hallelujah. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. And he will rejoice with you, hallelujah. He will rejoice with all of us, and he's calling you for you to be ready. Praise God. Te va a decir bienvenido, bienvenido, bienvenido. Se va a regocijar contigo. Te va a dar la bienvenida. Te va a abrazar y te va a decir bienvenido a casa. God, that's our Lord, my brothers and sisters and friends that are listening. Ese, ese es nuestro Dios, mis hermanos que me están escuchando. Ese es el Dios que le servimos. Ese es el Dios grande que servimos, un Dios que sirve, que restaura y levanta. Ese es nuestro Jesús, ese es el Señor que servimos. That's why, hallelujah, we praise him, we sing to him, we give him praises and honor to him always because he deserves to be praised. Por eso es que le alabamos, le exaltamos y le, le bendecimos en todo tiempo. Levantamos nuestras voces en gratitud, en reconocimiento a su nombre, dándole siempre honor y gloria porque Él se merece la alabanza de su pueblo. This is our God, hallelujah, that we serve. This is our God that we serve, that we praise Him and honor Him. Este es el Dios que le servimos. 
te servimos en Dios y lo honramos y lo adoramos y lo bendecimos con nuestras palabras. May God bless you. Hallelujah. Dios los bendiga, mis hermanos. Dios los bendiga a todos y a cada uno. May the Lord keep you. El Señor los guarde. May the Lord shine his face upon you. Haga el Señor resplandecer su rostro sobre cada uno de ustedes. Just keep on going, keep on going, and don't give up. Continúen marchando y no se den por vencidos. Marchen hacia adelante, marchando, marchando hacia adelante. Stay always with the Lord. Manténganse firme en el Señor, firme en el Señor, hacia adelante, hacia adelante. Stay firm, hallelujah, with God, with Jesus, praise the Lord, and the Holy Spirit, may the Holy Spirit guide you. El Señor sea su guía y su retaguardia y sea el Espíritu Santo guiándolos en todo tiempo. Go ahead, sister. You say shalom, 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 my brothers and sisters. God Dios bless you. Bendiga. Thank you for listening to the work, God. Paz y buenas noches a todos. Shalom, shalom, brothers and sisters. Be blessed. Good night. Thank you, sister. God bless you. Me has declarado la guerra, pero en el nombre del Señor yo te echo fuera. Tú intentaste de apagar mi fuego, pero este fuego que yo tengo en mí proviene del cielo. Tú no descansas, yo no descansaré. Y yo te atacaré, me reempujaste, pero aún estoy de pie, y hoy me levanto bajo la unción porque me cansé. Yo me cansé de perder batallas, yo me cansé de estar llorando, yo me cansé de Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters, body of Christ, bride of Christ. This is the prophetess of the Most Highest God. With the message I received today, July 15, 2016. And here it goes. Um, don't lose your hope in me. I want to tell you all the news, all the news that's going on today is only showing you how close you are to going home. Do not fear what is going on around you. Do not lose hope. Do not lose faith. For our Father is coming. 
you can see it all around you. Don't grow weary. Don't stop waiting for our Father. He is coming. Yes, my brothers and sisters, body of Christ, bride of Christ, it does look like we are in the tribulation, but we are not. We are in the ark of his protection. God showed me a vision. I want to tell you about this vision. It was yesterday during prayer. He showed me that we were in the ark. And up above us was starting the rumbling of a storm. A bad storm. And... um Uh, let's see, I lost my place, sorry. But Jesus kept on saying that we were protected from this storm. For us not to be wary about it at all. And um, I was starting to shake a little bit because of the storm. And um, the Lord told me, to tell the body of Christ and the bride of Christ that to remember that Noah was in the ark and he was protected in the ark from the storm. So then the Lord was telling me it was time for us to come home. So as I was in the ark, we were in this storm, like I said, like in the days of Noah and his family, they were inside the ark when the storm started hitting. When the rain began to fall, they were in the ark already. That is what we are seeing. The rain is starting to fall. As we hear Barack Obama telling about the One World Order, he says it's here already. And there is nothing that anyone can do about it. And the new world order economy is here already. And no one can do anything about it. The new world religion is about to shape up. I heard tomorrow Pope Francis is going to gather all different beliefs in one place to become the one world religion. Brothers and sisters, body of Christ, bride of Christ, we are there. We really are. And I started crying out to the Lord and saying, Lord, you said that we were not going to be here when these things happen. And he told me we were not going to be here when they really start getting bad. We're here to see it come to pass. And we should be rejoicing seeing these things come at last. So, brothers and sisters, bride of Christ, bride of Christ, Obama shall cause havoc to stop the presidential election, God said. He will remain in office through this war taking place all of Matthew 24 as you read 
is at hand. The Lord says, look up, for our redemption draweth nigh. And also, brothers and sisters, body of Christ, bride of Christ, do your best to get those lost sheep inside the ark. Because we are out of here. We really are. We're, we're, we're going home. We're going home. Hallelujah. We're going home. Many of us have gone through so many trials and tribulations in our lives. And they're about to end. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The biggest trial and tribulation that I have ever gone through, I made it through. And that was saying farewell to my husband. I thought I would never make it through that trial and tribulation, but I did. With the love of my father and the peace that he gave me inside my heart, soul, and spirit, I made it through. It's already a year and two months he's been with the Lord, and I can't wait to be with the Lord myself very soon and see my loving husband once again and those that who have departed from me I'm going to see them again so brothers and sisters bride of Christ bride of Christ do not lose hope do not lose faith and do not lose trust Jesus is coming to take us home and people of the world it's time it really is time for you to get down on your knees and repent and ask Jesus Christ to come into your hearts and believe that he came down from heaven and put himself on the cross to die for your sins because he was sinless. He took my sins and my children's sins, my grandchildren's sins upon him and died and resurrected on the third day and he is alive forevermore and we are going to be with him for eternity so if you want to go home to heaven and not to hell you've got to start repenting and receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior because there is a heaven and there is truly a hell and you go to hell, that's it. You're there for all eternity. So if I were you, I'd choose heaven instead of hell. And for many of you that do not believe that there's a hell, there is a hell and there is a devil. And he wants to torment you for the rest of your eternal life. So... Whatever your choice is, it shall be forever, for eternity. Shalom, be blessed. And brothers and sisters, body of Christ, bride of Christ, we are out of here. See you in the air. So this video today is in response to the prayer time I just had with the Lord. 
um, when I woke up this morning and I saw all this stuff on my Facebook feed and the news and just everyone's aware, probably aware of what's been going on with the, the violence and the, um, the division and uh, just everyone's sadness and anger and, and, and it's all understandable from every side because I think between between just the state of the world, the the, the government um, stuff that's going on, the politics, the violence, the racism, the agendas of the elite, um, just the the people getting sick, um, the mental illness, everything. I think people are feeling uh, this uneasiness in their spirits, and um, I was just on my knees before the Lord. Uh, praying for this nation and the Holy Spirit came upon me with a word from the Lord and when it hit me I said oh no no not not me not today Lord um because that fear of man kicked in I thought you know people are going to scoff at this people are going to uh no I'm going to lose followers <laughs> um and then he reminded me I got to do my nails you know everything I could think of and then he reminded me, it's not about you, it's about me, and this is my word, and, and, and these are my children, and I guess, you know, you you lose ten, but he gains one. I lose ten people, he gains one person, and that that is the call, that is the kingdom work. And so, I am I'm going to obediently um, speak this word. Uh... And this is going to replace the verse of the day today. So in the midst of these perilous times of trial, um, you know, the Bible says that as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And in the days of Noah, there was there was violence and, and, and debauchery and everything you could imagine that's happening today. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And we're here, you guys. We are here. The hour is late. The hour is late. And this word from the Lord is urgent. It's urgent. He wanted me to read to you a bunch of verses from the scriptures about the end days. And this is not to scare anyone. This is about opening our eyes to what's going on around us and why we're all busy running around blaming each other and pointing fingers at each other for the pain that we're feeling inside. We're forgetting to look up and acknowledge the truth of what's happening. And I'll start off with this. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, Jesus. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the hope that is in Jesus Christ that is a promise that, that despite how dark these times are going to get, and they will get darker, they will get darker, but the darkness will not overcome the light. It ends well for those who are in Christ. Matthew 24, 1, Jesus left the temple and was going away when his disciples came to the point to point out to him the buildings of the temple, and he answered them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you that there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the close of the end of the age? 
And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. You guys, there is a great deception coming upon us, and it is going to come as an outcome of the violence and the chaos that we're seeing ensue right now. Just the sheer madness. If you're looking around at things going on in the world right now, saying, I feel like I'm in a movie. There is a, there is, we are in a time of great chaos. And out of that chaos is going to arise the Antichrist, and he is going to act like he is restoring peace and safety. That is going to be the outcome of this chaos. So let no man deceive you or lead you astray. Stand firm. Get to know the word of God. Be filled with his Holy Spirit. Second Timothy, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Who's feeling that? Who's feeling that right now? For people will be lovers of self. That has never been more true in the history of our world. Never. We are, it is the most self-oriented time in the history of our society. Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. Never before, again, in the history of our society have children been so disobedient, ungraceful, unholy, heartless. You're seeing this heartless killing going on from every side. Murdering in, in this country and other countries. The Islamic State is burning women alive who refuse to recant their belief in Jesus Christ. Unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good. People don't like the truth. There's a lot of people who aren't going to like this video. People who are calling good evil and evil good. Um, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, brutal, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Luke 21.11, there will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and pestilences. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Luke 18, I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? That's the question that God had to ask. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I pray he finds it with me. And I pray he finds it with you. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. That's what's happening in our world today. The, the good is being called evil. The words of the gospel of Jesus Christ is being called evil. And evil things are being called good. People who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. And we certainly think that we're clever, don't we? Matthew 24, 5, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed. For this must take place, but it is not the end yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of birth pains. 
Then they will deliver you up. He's talking to believers now. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation, put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Christianity is going to, they are going to try to annihilate the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're not going to try to annihilate anything else. They're going to try to annihilate the gospel of Jesus Christ because the enemy doesn't want people, God doesn't want anyone to perish. The enemy wants everyone to go down with him. He, wants, he knows he's going down. He knows he already lost. He wants to take you with him. And the Lord said in his word he, he would have none perish. None perish. Um, yes, oh, this is a good one. Joel 2.28, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. 2 Peter 3, knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days scoffing, following in their own sinful desires. People are going to scoff at the gospel. People are going to scoff at this video. I don't care. I don't care. Because this is about, this is about, this is about being obedient to God, speaking the truth. I am so glad that someone had the guts to speak the truth to me when I was living, when I was living in deception. God used people and reached out into the deep waters, and he pulled me out. And I praise God for that every single day. Matthew 24, 21, And then there will be great tribulations, such has not been seen from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be again. Matthew 24, 14, And the, kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. This is the first time in the history of our world that we have the ability with technology to preach the gospel to the whole world. It's happening right now in every remote place of the world. People are receiving the word of God. People in other countries where it's illegal to have a Bible, it's illegal to preach the word of God. They are worshiping the Lord in underground churches, underground caves and caverns. And when they get the word of God in their hand, they get a page from the Bible. They literally weep. We have Bibles with dust collecting on our shelves. And these people weep at the word of God. The Bible says over and over and over again, but that about the day of the Lord, that concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. It says that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. It is going to happen so quickly. It says that over and over and over again. Therefore, you must also be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. It is trying to tell you that it's going to happen when you're not expecting it. And how will the Lord find you? He's trying to say, you're not going to know. So be prepared. Be awake. Be alert. Be in worship. Are you going to be, are you going to be worshiping false idols? Are you going to be off having an affair? What are you going to be doing? What are you going to be doing when this happens, when this comes upon you like a thief in the night? This is serious business. People take so many things in this world seriously, and they scoff at this. This is serious. For there will be great tribulation, and if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. He talks again about scoffers and and. These scoffers will cause divisions, worldly people devoid of spirit. And this is talking about religious people, because that's a religion, the spirit of religion upon people that don't have the, the Holy Spirit dwelling in them and unbelievers. This is talking about church people and not church people. So be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be moving in the spirit and not in the flesh. Do not be moving under a spirit of religion. 
Luke 21, 25, and there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Look up, you guys, and on the earth, the stress of nations and perplexity. Matthew 24, 12. This is the verse for today. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. We are being desensitized to the truth. The media, the government is is mind-controlling you and desensitizing you to the truth. And they're doing it under the guise of love and unity, peace and security. Do not be deceived. A great deception is coming upon us, greater than you can even imagine. So stay rooted in the word of God. Because of lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Just shameless, reckless killing. Again, the, the, the Lord is going to come like a thief in the night while people are saying there is peace and security. Then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. This is, happening, this is going to happen quickly. Let no one deceive you in any way. This talks about false prophets, false apostles. These, some of these preachers you see making tons of money who are speaking a new age gospel. They are not speaking the truth. They are trying, telling you, they, have, they are talking to people with itching ears. They are telling you what you want to hear, and they are not telling you the truth. Because nobody in our society today seems to want to hear the truth. Well, guess what? The truth will set you free. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the truth will set you free. These are dark and perilous times. And our only hope, our only hope is in Jesus Christ the way, the truth, and the life. Romans 13, 11. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for your salvation draweth near. Revelations 19, 11. Then I... <clears throat> then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like flames of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And by the name by which he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. The armies of heaven are coming, you guys. This is this is coming. Ephesians 1.21, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. That is the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Matthew 7.13, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. But those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. And I pray that you are one of these people. 
I pray that with all my heart that the Lord is opening your eyes right now. The Holy Spirit is touching you, Lord. Lord, touch someone right now with the truth. Soften their heart. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, with your wisdom and discernment. Less of me, God, and more of you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflow, Lord. In Jesus' name. Acts 2.38, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 1 John 2.17, And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. This is a promise. This is a promise. He's saying there's nothing you can do about it. If this is out of your control, the world is passing away along with its desires, whether we want to hear it or not. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. This is a promise. Hebrews 13, 14. For here, here on earth, we have no, we have no lasting city. Nothing. There is nothing that will last. But we seek the city that is to come, the new Jerusalem, that will be set up where Jesus Christ will reign forever. And we will reign with him. And all creation will be restored to perfection. A place where there is no more crying, no more death, no more sadness, no more disease, no more violence, no more hatred, no more racism, no more. There is real peace, real love, real unity, real safety, real comfort, real restoration, and it is forever. And it is for you. And all you have to do is repent. Repent and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe it with all your heart. Ask him to save you. And he will do it. It's that simple. It's that simple. There's not 12 steps. He will come in and he will save you like he did me. And he revealed the truth to me, and he broke me on my knees. And he put a peace in my heart that surpasses all earthly understanding. And he wants to do that for you too. The last thing I'm going to read is the words from Jesus, the last section of the Bible from Revelation 22. 12 to 21. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I'm sorry about all this, you guys, but the Holy Spirit is just, I'm, I just, I feel the grief, okay? Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star the spirit and the bride say come 
the spirit and the bride say, come. And let those who hear say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. If you are thirsty and you don't know what to do, guys, come to the Lord. He wants you. He is waiting for you to run to his arms. He is waiting. He will give you the drink that you will never go thirsty again. Let the one who desires to take the water of life without price, it's free. It's free. I warn everyone who hears the the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things say, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. The Lord's heart is breaking. You know, Satan is roaming around and he is trying to deceive all of us. The Bible says that the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He's trying to get your mind. He's trying to get you through the media, the TV, the movies. He's trying to desensitize you. He's trying to... There there are people in high, wicked places on this planet, in this government, who are trying to mind control you and deceive you into believing a different story. To get you to not believe the truth. You have been lied to by the government and the schools and all that since the day that you were born. It is time to enter into the truth. And Jesus Christ is the is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through him. If you heard anything today that touched you, that got you thinking, that moved your heart, please reach out to me so that I can pray for you, talk to you. You can email me at philiaministries at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook. I pray that you would let Jesus in. I pray. If, if you feel the desire to do that right now, you guys, if the Holy Spirit is on you, feel that way to glory, don't, don't fight it. Don't fight it. And I didn't tell you all of these things to make you afraid. There is hope in Jesus Christ. These times are dark, perilous. This is, it's called tribulation for a reason. The birth pains of childbirth are no joke. The glory of the Lord is coming. Run to him. He wants to catch you. He wants you. He never intended hell for any human being. It was only for the fallen angels and Satan. His word says that he would have none perish If you would like to come into his kingdom right now, I ask that you would pray with me and speak these words. Lord Jesus, 
I confess that I am a sinner and in need of your salvation. I invite you into my life. I surrender everything at the cross and into your hands, Lord. Save me, Lord Jesus. Bear my sickness. Bear my fear. Cleanse me of anything that breaks your heart. I am thirsty. Fill me with the water of life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit right now until I overflow. I believe that you died for me, beaten and broken, and you hung on the cross. I believe that three days later, as you had prophesied, that you rose again from the dead and that you are coming back for your bride. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, if you just prayed that with all of your heart, the angels in heaven are rejoicing rejoicing and we are family you are a child of God I know this was a little bit intense but the Holy Spirit had to speak it fix your eyes on Jesus do not be deceived let us as a nation get down on our knees before almighty God we need him in these days coming we need his protection. You want to be on his side. He loves you. I love you too. Fix your eyes on him. Be blessed in the Lord. God be the glory and praise. I would like to share uh, my the part two of my dream, July the 14th. The Lord reminded me last night in my dream that I have to wake up early morning uh, and to write it down because he reminded me about not writing down the July 14th and 15th. So this is uh, part of the July 14th that I was telling you all that the milita- military are going to hurt all the Christians and they will be swept by flood. So anyway, in this dream, I saw myself inside the vehicle with my boss. And my boss was holding her dog. She was actually hugging her dog. I love her dog. Um, and then she was hugging her dog and at the same time I noticed uh, she was like sad I don't know but uh, there's like an emptiness in her she was sad and she was hugging her dog and one thing I've noticed because I was seated at the passenger seat uh, on top of her dashboard was actually filled of dirty clothes Um, and so I actually offered her 
to, you know, to wash her clothes. And she's, you know, I felt like she don't see me. She don't know that I was there. But so anyway, I was trying to offer her to clean those clothes. And then all of a sudden, I think there's a portion there that uh, she finally, like, agreed without saying a word yes or no. But it seems like she allowed me to to clean her clothes. So I noticed that from the inside where I was seated, I was immediately standing outside and holding her dirty clothes. So I was, seat, I was standing outside the vehicle already, like a... Looking at the window where the driver's car, you know, where the driver was seated. So I was just beside her. And so I was holding it. I was holding her clothes. Then all of a sudden, a vehicle just approached me. If this is the car where she was, the vehicle just came, you know, like, drive so fast, just stood in front of the vehicle where we are. And... People were there. It was dark, okay? The scenario was dark. People just came out. Uh, there were a lot of people inside the vehicle. And one or two came out. And he was like holding a snake or a worm. And he was like trying to scare me and put it on my face. It's like, uh, that's uh, you know what I felt that time? It's like I'm trying to clean the mess of my boss. And uh, they don't want it to happen. So what what this enemy did is to bring these people to bring the worm and snake and put it on my face to scare me. But instead of me being scared, I just look at him and said, you know, I, it's it's just that I rebuke him. You know, it seems like I'm rebuking him with a stern face that I have, and I just I just told him. Like, go away and I'll deal with you later. That's what I said. Go away and I'll deal with you later. It's a calm way of saying, but there's a sternness. There's like a certain authority when I said it. Go away and I'll deal with you later. Something like that. And so anyway, they left and I was facing, in front of this car, I was facing this like commercial building. It's like uh, there's like store at the the bottom, but then in between there's like it's like a condominium on top. So anyway, I went up, thinking that it was my house because I'm going to cleanse her uh, her dirty clothes. So as I went in, um, I was inside this room. I was stepping in, and I heard uh, I heard the con con constructor or you know contractors. The guy, you know, the guy fixing the carpenter or whatever, fixing the house because the house is being constructed. So the contractor that was there, uh, he was telling me, oh, I know you don't like the colors because when I look at the house inside, it's a brick, it's a square, you know, tiles design, but it's like black and white, black and white tiles. And I don't like the black and white tiles. So anyway, um, I really don't like it. So I saw myself in the bathroom area. And I was looking at the bathroom. The, the toilet, the tub, they covered it with like a, a carpet. You know, like a, a plastic, plastic, uh, like a vinyl plastic carpet. They covered the tub and at the same time the wall. And... Uh, I was telling myself, I said, 
this is not what I wanted it to be. This is not the design that I like, and this is not the 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 panels that I ordered or the tiles that I ordered to be placed in here. And so anyway, I saw my husband. He was holding a panel, like a rectangular panel, and showing it to me on the wall. Because that's the kind of the panel that we really like to be on the bathroom wall. But then the whole wall was covered with plastic vinyl, uh, vinyl tile, uh, you know, carpet. And, you know, it's really, it really didn't go the way we wanted it to be. And so I went out of the bathroom. I went to the living room and I saw ladies, a lot of ladies. They were wearing gowns. But the, the thing was, uh, they were all wearing gowns and uh, oh yeah they're all wearing gowns and they were like uh, the, 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 probably they're witches right but you know uh, they're all wearing gowns and one of the lady she was like holding a purse and I found this in a bible verses that really surprised me uh, she was holding a purse with her and um, yeah she was like proud and uh, you know and then some of them they were holding wines. They were looking. Um, they were looking at the house because I heard there's an open house. It's like, you know, when the house was newly built, they will have a an open house so people can see and maybe you will like the house and you will buy it. So they're having an open house, and I will look at the ceiling. I also saw like tiles hanging on the wall. It's so ugly to make, a, uh, they make it like a chandelier, but made of tiles, but they're forming a certain design that is so ugly, and it's really like weird, weird. And I said, what is this? So it seems like it's not the house of the Lord. It seems like it's the house of the ev uh, evildoers. And so when I was there... I found, you know, I was looking for my husband because they were like looking and saying everything was pretty. And behind that glass door, there's a glass door and there's a man and a woman talking inside. And I don't know what they're talking about, but there's like strange thing going on. And I was telling myself, where's my husband? Where's my kids? And so anyway, that's how the dream ended. I haven't posted this because I was asking the Lord, Lord, uh, you know uh, what is this all about and I posted the other one until last night he told me in my dream that um, I haven't the lady told me in my dream I haven't wrote the July 14 and uh, lesson <laughs> he tells me the lesson plan you haven't done the lesson plan July 14th and July 15th and uh, you will be inspected because I need to to teach this and I will be watched I will be inspected by the head of offices, so probably by the Lord. So praise be to God. May the Lord uh, count me worthy. And I was asking Him to fill me up with His words according to His will, so I can say it to you according to the Lord's will. So what is this dirty clothes that I'm seeing in the dream? When you go to Zechariah 3 verse 3, Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put fine garments on you. So you know what? It's just trying to say 
that um, my boss in this dream, uh, the filthy clothes were taken away from her. So she will be given a fine clothes. And the filthy clothes, if we are sinning against the Lord, our clothes are dirty. And that's why we have to pray to the Lord that He, He, you know, His blood will make us, will purify, purify us in order for us to be clean and pure in His eyes. And so when you go to Revelation 22 verse 14, Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to see the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. So praise be to God. That's why we need to make ourselves clean in the eyes of the Lord. So why are they building new houses? And why am I seeing the paneled things on the walls? The Lord led me to Haggai 1. Okay, Haggai 1, and I will just jump on Haggai 1 verse 4. Is it the time for you yourselves to be living in your in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thoughts to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thoughts to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house, so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? declares the Lord Almighty. Because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. See, I am saying the words of God, and suddenly the huge car with a huge noise is passing by, and this is just like the way of the enemy to, to divert and in order for you to be distracted. But praise God, the word of God prevails always. And so, this is what I'm telling you, why I'm seeing the lady in her purse. Even if you work so hard, and you are just trying to build your treasure here on earth, your purse will have a hole that all your money will just be washed away. Because the Lord wants to build His kingdom here on earth. How? Actually, we are, uh, every one of us, the Lord lives in each and every one of us. We're not supposed to build the treasure here on earth because the houses that we're living and we're building are actually going to be left behind. He's going to prepare a mansion for each and every one of us in heaven. And so therefore, brothers and sisters, once we are saved, and if you are not saved, please repent with all your heart and seek the Lord. And if you are saved, brothers and sisters, be fruitful. Because whatever we, you know, the Lord saved us. And the Lord wants a lot of people to be saved. So therefore, may the Lord use you to be an instrument of God's uh, God's words. And that His will be done through you that others will be saved. In Jesus' name, Amen. And so, uh, 
what is the promised glory in new house? And actually, Altea mentioned about this also, about the new house, the new temple of God, because we are the temple, uh, the temple of God is in us, the, the new children of God from the Gentiles and the Jews. Oh, thank you, Altea, for sharing that to me, um, that we are, you know, the new people, the, the children of God, who are the Gentiles who are believers of Jesus Christ and the Jews. We are working together as the new temple of God. And uh, and we are the temple of God. And so Haggai 2 verse 3, Who of you is left who sold the house in former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong. Zerubbabel declares the Lord, Be strong, Joshua, son of Josedak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the Lord, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. And I jump out, I jump in these verses. This is just the warning of the Lord, because the coming of the Lord, He's also bringing His judgment and wrath to the evildoers. So in a little while, the Lord said here, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake, I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord, the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. You know, um, the Lord dwells in us. It's like, um, it's like we're the house of the Lord and we have to keep it in order. We have to put it clean, clean and pure in the eyes of God. So the Lord promised for the new and glorified house, and that's our new and glorified body with Jesus Christ. And so therefore, brothers and sisters, we are living at the end times, just like during the time of Lot and Noah. The Lord said, and just like what you mentioned, I'll tell you again, <laughs> uh, you mentioned about we children of God, should be praying for one another, should be praying for our brothers and sisters who are lost in order for them to be saved before the wrath comes, before the door of the ark closes. Because once the door is closed, no one can open it. And when the wrath of the Lord comes, the Lord said, only the righteous will be saved during the time of Lot. And so therefore, brothers and sisters, we are the children of God. We can be the we are the prayer warriors of God. We are the warriors of God. So therefore, the Lord gave us the authority and power to trample upon snakes and scorpions. And he also mentioned to us that we can move mountains. He also said that if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, we can move mountain. Therefore, the Lord also said, Whatever you ask in my Father's name will be granted. Brothers and sisters, 
we will use this power and authority that the Lord God Almighty gave each and every one of us to the fullest in the name of God Almighty Yahweh Yahweh and His Son Yeshua HaMashiach to pray for each and every one to pray for our mothers, our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, our co-workers who are lost so they will be saved that their eyes will be open so they can see that their ears will be open so they can hear and their heart will be cleansed and be purified that they will seek the Lord God Almighty with all their hearts and so that that we will all be saved and we will be together with Father in heaven because that's the goal of God the Father that He will save us all and so brothers and sisters Let's work together as a team to pray for one another. And pray for me too, brothers and sisters, because I know the enemy is watching each and every one of us. I know, but you know what? God the Father is most powerful. And just like what he said, fear nothing, but fear God. Fear God who is the creator of heaven and earth. So therefore, brothers and sisters, let's do the will of God to pray for one another. And God bless each and every one of us, that the Lord will give us the full armor of God, that we can do the will of God to the fullest in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless each and every one in Jesus' name. Amen. Live, it says, and it says we are now live and on the air. Okay, that's great. All right. Well, um, friends, we have got... As I promised, our sister Andrea uh, with us today, and we're going to have and enjoy uh, this live broadcast. And um, what we're going to discuss today, she she received a gift, what I call from the Lord, a message that the Lord gave her, and um, I'm sure he, uh, you will see in the message. It's not just for her. It was something that he entrusted in her to share with everyone who is wise enough to listen. And I tell you what, I'm going to hush now, and I'm going to give this uh, time over to Sister Andrea. Go right ahead. All right. Thank you, Asa. Um, I I received a message from the Lord. Um when I'm done with when I'm done explaining how I received it, I'm gonna flip what I wrote down um, to you all so you guys can see it and you know see for yourself. But um, it was on the sixth, which I believe was a Wednesday, um, at 3:11 in the morning. The Lord. Um, woke me up and said he had a word for his people. And I was pretty tired, and I said, well, Lord, I, I just go ahead and tell me. You know, I'll remember it. I'll remember it, and I'll write it down in the morning. And it was such urgency, and he said, no, you will write it down now. And and I I just flew out of bed. And I'd never done that before. Um, I immediately grabbed my tablet and ran to the kitchen, turned the lights on, and was in prayer. 
I was praying, and the Lord gave me this message for not only me, but for all of you as well. Um, and it reads, The return of the Lord is at hand. Tell my people I am coming soon. Many have been called, but few have answered. Too many of my people are tied up in their own affairs, locked up in the world. The spirit of Satan is entertaining them. They are too busy for me and do not believe their time is short. Very short. This is time, or it is time for the church to get things in order. Um, and then I will go ahead and just kind of show that there. Um, but the urgency, and I had the, the Holy Spirit was all over me in the kitchen, just just pouring down. And I, I, I guess I just, I have never had that kind of an experience before. Um, I, I just knew in my spirit that, that our, our Lord will be calling us home, I mean, at any day. So, um, and then I did have some scripture, oops, sorry here. Um, I did have some scripture um, in, you know, in the book of Mark 13:34. it tells us to remain watchful. Um, so in the book of Mark and Luke 21, 34 to 38, um, and it talks about, you know, the days of Noah. Um, I mean, there's just, um, and then I got this other one, Luke 14, 15, and it's the, Jesus tells us the parable of the great feast. Um, so I, I, you know, it's just, I just wanted to get this out there to all of you. Um, because I really do feel like our time is very, very short. Yes. Well, you know, uh, with that, um, first of all, <laughs> I have to control myself not to be too envious because, I, I mean, you know, I, I've had a couple of rapture dreams, um, one lately that I've shared, uh, but I've had a couple more back when I was like 20 and one uh, about 25 to 30 sometime way back then. And that was a, a long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, I, I can t let, let me just say this. Mm -hmm. What is, what is so amazing? And, and I tell this to my brother all the time. And his name's Lamar. And uh, he, he's a big prophecy buff like I am, too. And, you know, it, it's if you love the appearing of our Lord and our Savior, if you have that just something about you in your heart that you just want to see him, that you want to hug him, mm -hmm. you want to you want to see him for yourself. You know, mm -hmm. we, we can see pictures of what people's painted. And we can only imagine, but I mean, we want to sing for ourselves. We want we want to hear his voice, look into his beautiful eyes, and mm -hmm. but anyone like that is going to love 
uh, you know, Bible prophecy. And the, the thing, Andrea, that is just so amazing to me is that 20 years ago, if you would have told me that I would live to see the day that Christians would be crucified like they were 2,000 years ago, that they would be beheaded, like it says in the book of uh, Revelation, I would say, if I live to see that, then we must have missed the rapture and we are living in the tribulation. Because the society that we live in, you just don't cut people's heads off. That's too barbaric. You know, we are human and uh, and, and we're, you know, we're living in the year, you know, 1995, the year 2000. You just don't take a, a knife and cut people's heads off. That's for uh, the tribulation period. But yet here we are in 2016, and we are witnessing these things, and we're not even in the tribulation yet. So, and when you receive a message like the Lord has just gave you says that my people don't realize just how short of time is left. Mm -hmm. I mean, we need to really pay attention to that because it, you know, it would be one thing if you got on here and you said, the Lord said, I'm about to come back. But yet, you know, the world's at peace. You know, like it was back in the 50s or 60s, you know, um, yeah. 70s, 80s, you know. Uh, I'd say, nah, uh, you know, you, um, you're you just making that stuff up. But when we're living in a day and age that, like what we saw happen in, in Dallas, oh, uh, where, you know, we're just here. This is in America we're talking about, you know. Police are going to be at any, you know, event to make sure that it goes, you know, if you want to march for your cause, march. If you want to protest, protest, but do it in a civil manner. And, of course, police are going to be there to make sure that it goes, you know, and it stays, you know, civil. And here they are. They're just, you know, they're just young daddies and, and you know, maybe fixing to get married in a couple of days. We don't know what each one of these men's lives were like, and they're just there, just making sure that everything is. And then you got a sniper up there, kind of like you know what happened to John F. Kennedy. I mean, he's mm -hmm. just riding by, and someone just you know sh shoots him out of the car. And even back then, that was such a terrible event for that day and age because you just don't do things like that to other human beings. Yep. And here, we're living in a day that it happens every single day. It's ha I mean, it's and it's getting more widespread, and which, as you know, fulfills another prophecy, like in Timothy, that says that, you know, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And, and that's what's happening. We... And I don't mean we as fellow brothers and sisters, but we as a human race, because 
we are turning more wicked and more wicked. The love that we have for fellow humans are it's growing cold. And and that's where, you know, we can walk by strangers starving, you know, on the side of the street and, and we don't have the the love in our heart to to do something to, you know, put shoes on their feet, you know, to give them food. Mm-hmm. Are, and, and the only ones that you see doing that nowadays are the Christians because we have the love of God yeah. in our heart. And I'm going to tell you this. I truly believe, Andrea, that the way that you can tell if you have the love of Jesus in your heart is when you can't stand the thought of a person uh, dying and going to hell. Because that's the reason why we're still sitting here today on the 8th of July, wanting to, you know, we want the rapture to blow while we're making this video. Mm -hmm. But the Bible plainly says that God is long-suffering, and he is holding this rapture back because he is long-suffering, not desiring that any should perish. He knows in his sovereignty that if if the rapture doesn't happen tonight, that so and so will get saved tomorrow. And yeah. and you know we now that you know hey you know we're in the house and our name's in the book. We say hey you know Lord come on, blow the trumpet and let's get out of here. But we have future brothers and sisters that tomorrow or the next day. Uh, you know, that they will get saved and they're going to get to come go with us. So, mm-hmm. but back to your message, the urgency of it. It It is, it, it, it is just the little, I mean, it's, I don't want to get tongue tied here, but in other words, I, I believe with all my heart, it is truly, was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And when he said, get up, he meant this Absolutely. is important. Absolutely. This is, yeah. This is important. Yeah. You're not going to miss it. I don't want you to leave one word out. <laughs> I want yeah. you to write it down, and I want you to share it just the way I'm about to tell you. And yeah, it was just Go ahead. downloaded. Just boom. You know, it was just instant and the I can't describe the feeling um, the I guess the strength that was behind this the strength behind the urgency I guess yes it it was I had never and I've been woke up before but never like no you will get up you know, right. I mean, I've always kind of, oh, you know, I will remember or I'll just lean over and I'll write it down. And it's kind of hard to understand in the morning what I wrote down. Oh, right. But this, I knew something was really different with this message. Oh, and yes. Well, so, I'm, you know? well I'm going to tell you what, you know, uh, read the part um, about what Satan, what's uh, the trick that, that, the Lord shared with you that Satan is using uh, on 
Well, we know he's he's doing it to those that's in the world, but he's he's also doing the same thing with the Christians. Read that for us. Oh, yeah. It says the spirit of Satan is entertaining them. Um, they they are too busy for me and do not believe that their time is short. And when what I believe, you know, is entertaining them, whether it be, you know, I mean, it could be a variety of things, but, you know, um, video games and, you know, right. Satan's got his nose in everything. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's got everybody just locked right up to where, you know, you – you can't even leave your house without, oh, my phone. Got to get my phone because what if somebody calls? You know, right. instead of just, I mean, he's got his his hands in everything. And and people are, aren't are really aware of, of of what he is, of, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's, when I talk to people about, you know, about this, they just look at me like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's it, there's no. It's like I'm looking through, looking at a wall. Actually, when I'm talking to people, they don't mm-hmm. comprehend. And and you know, I can talk to some Christians as well, and I just feel like I'm talking to a wall. Right. So. I don't know. Well, well, you know, with that, um, a couple of things uh, as far as. And, and I'm, I'm kind of making notes here, and because uh, I have to do that, or I'll forget something I might want to bring up from, you know, when you're talking there. But as far as the distractions, and then you know them not giving you any, uh, they're, they're not, they're not grasping the severity of the message, and no. um, so, and what, what is, what's going on? Um, you know, as far as the distractions, you know, okay, let, let's just, you know, mention a couple. And and if there's anything that uh, y- your fellow brothers and sisters will get upset with you about is if you start meddling with the things that give them, uh, you know, entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, you got a person loves the Lord, you know, they go to church, they read their Bible, uh, but I'm going to tell you, they're, they're not going to miss the football games. They're not going to miss, uh, you know, their Friday night dance. They're not going to, mm-hmm. whatever it is, they're not going to miss it. And because that's, that's my time. That's what I'm going to do. And the the thing with that is, if you start telling them, say, well, you know, that's, that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But show me, well, don't show me. Um, let me rephrase that. I don't want to get in the bullseye there. But in, in your time with the Lord, talk to the Lord. And I tell you, if there is a movie that every Christian needs to see, it is the movie called War Room. Have you seen that movie? I have not. Oh, or, my goodness. You, it's called War, War Room. Room? 
War Room. I tell you what, get it and watch it, buy it. I tell you what, it is it is spot on, and I won't. Uh, um, I won't even tell you what the War Room is, but because uh, I don't want to mess any up, I'm telling you. Uh, Get the movie War Room. If you are a Christian and you haven't seen it, don't see don't see Tarzan or nothing else that you see War Room. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, but here's the thing. Um, you know, <clears throat> you hear preachers, and and I'm bringing up a point to get back to the distractions. You know. The Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice therein and be glad. Okay, so when you wake up, the Lord has given you hopefully a whole day. Hopefully you'll you'll live through the whole day. So that's a 24-hour period. Okay, that's a day. Now, we're supposed to bring our tithes into the storehouse, and we're supposed to give a tenth of all of our increase. Well, the first thing we want to think about is money. That's all we're concerned about is the money. We're going to tithe the money, but we don't want to tithe the time. And you can ask, I promise you, if your husband said, Honey, do you, would, you like to give, would you like me to give you $300 or go spend three hours with you at a nice restaurant? You would probably say, honey, keep the money. I want mm-hmm. to spend time with you. Yes. Time, time is more valuable than money. So we, God desires us to come and spend time with him. But yet, on Friday night, that's my night. I'm going to go bowling. I'm going to go dancing. I'm going to go watch a movie. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to a football game. And then Saturday night, whatever you do there. So when you're in your prayer closet, you and the Lord, let the Lord tell you if there's something that you could do to that would make him happy. And I, I assure you, if you'll start talking to him about spending more time with him, he will, I'm sure, say, you know what, uh, you need to lay down your phone. You need to lay down whatever it is, whether it's your word puzzle, whether it's putting puzzles together, whether it's painting, or because, see, I was a painter what whatever you're doing, playing your guitar or whatever, it if you spend all your free time doing your entertaining thing and you don't give God any of that time, I reckon somebody just realized that it's past the fourth of July because it sounds like they're out there uh shooting fireworks or something. Maybe they found <laughs> Maybe they found some old ones in a closet somewhere, but they're they're, they're doing something. And uh, I hope it's fireworks. I'll say that. So, but anyway, um, you know, you know, the Lord said, be still before me and know that I'm God. 
how can you be still before him if you're too busy running around with everything else? So, and then as far as, I mean, that goes in with the distractions. And like I said, you know, some people will get upset. So, oh, you, you know, you're, you're meddling. No, I'm not meddling. I'm just telling you. And, you know, along with that, this just came back to my mind. Um, on one of the videos I made, Andrea, you know, I don't know, it just like hit me uh, when I was making it. Do you realize this little thing right here, this little cell phone, well, it ain't little, but I mean a cell phone, we're not going to have these things in heaven. I'm good with that. And, you know, I know, but I don't know how we're going to survive without a cell phone. I don't know how we're going to survive without Facebook or Google or Twitter accounts. I really don't know. And, you know, but, you know, now 99% of the, my Facebook, if you'll go to my Facebook page. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus